Welcome to the Halloween Unleashed Podcast. And now, here are your hosts for the week. Welcome everyone to Halloween Unleashed, and this week we are joined by the horror princess herself, Miss Hannah Price, formerly Santiago. Hannah, how are you? I'm doing good, Chris. How are you doing? Oh, I couldn't be better because I am right now popping the top on a cold one. Hashtag mountains are blue. That sounds like so much fun. I wish I had one with me right now, but next time for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Next time, you know, we'll, we'll plan this out a little bit more. And uh, this is your first time as a co-host. You've been um, a guest on our live show multiple times. And uh, people always seem to like a female that come into our horror community, um, Halloween community. And it's just like, ooh, a girl. Like everybody flocks. So, yeah. So yeah, um, it's, it's rare. It's kind of rare, you know. The girls are not usually into the whole like spooky stuff. So, yeah, you know, that's some are, but some are. But you know, here I am. So, so um, just real quick, tell the listeners if you want more followers, how they can find you on social media because you have quite the following as it is. But some of them may already follow you. But go ahead and throw it out there anyway. Okay, well, I have an Instagram. It is at horror.princess96, and my page is public, so all you got to do is just, you know, check out my content. If you like it, give it a follow. If you don't, that's fine, too. But I have a lot of cosplay on there, different kinds of cosplay, mostly Michael Myers, so, because obviously that's my favorite. Is and there anything else? Um, I have uh, Miss Kruger on there. I just started that because I recently finally decided to do like a Miss Kruger. I, I love Freddy Kruger secondly, so and I also have a scream. I do scream cosplays. I just recently got some different uh, colored masks that I, I'm gonna be showing off soon. So and I'm gonna start attending more horror conventions. so I'm gonna be trying to post some pictures from that too. So trying to get more content in there in the future come down to orlando for the convention down here (laughs) yeah i know i need to i need to which by the way look you mentioned something that i want to back up on you mentioned the miss kruger stuff and i gotta say bravo my friend bravo (laughs) thank you actually i've been wanting to work better on like face paints with that i mean like i haven't done any sfx makeup but um, I've like what I like to do is just use the craziest things like eyeliner to make like dark spots, and it just kind of works, you know, uh, causing like the blackness in the face and everything. So I've just I wanted to get better with makeup. So what I did for the first time is I didn't have any on. I kind of just had my hat kind of cover my face mostly, but it still gave a good effect, I think. So you uh, know, I mean, yeah, <laughs> got to work, got to work on it. But you know, I can always get better. So that's just what I try to do. So. So um, it's since it is very rare for females to be in this genre per se, I mean, it's getting cooler now, but, you know, back when, I don't know, I was 17, 18, 19, it was really hard for me to mention to any female if I wanted a date that um, I was really into horror stuff. So tell us how you got involved into horror and what, what drew your attention. Okay, so that's definitely a fun subject for me. Um, when I was little, um, my dad would show me the Universal monster movies like Frankenstein, which was my first favorite icon ever, and then nice. the Wolfman and Dracula. You know, Bela Lugosi's my favorite, so I, I loved those. And I also used to watch with him um, Abbott and Costello. You mm-hmm. know, and my favorite one was Meets the Monsters. You know, and I was like, oh, I love these so. I always kind of liked spooky stuff. And, you know, when I was younger, I was not allowed to celebrate Halloween. So, yeah, I wasn't, you know, like my mom, she just wasn't for it. She didn't like it. So she she made it very clear that she didn't want to celebrating it. So it was like to me, it was like, okay, I can I, I don't you know, I'm not missing out on anything. But then once I got older, I started 
really wanting to do it, you know, because you know how it is when you're kept away from something. And then when you get older, you kind of just want to go all out on it. I was just about to say that is a parenting tip for any parents (laughs) listening. If you hold your kid back from something, they will eventually find it. And eventually it's going to become an an, an obsession. Yes. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Um, so, uh, you know, what happened was I started to kind of sneak watch horror movies every now and again. And because I haven't been able to watch them growing up as much as I'd like to, um, I was a little bit more sensitive to them. So I had to try to, I had to like numb myself with them, you know, because some of them did scare me. And I was like, now that I think about it, I'm like, how could I ever have been scared of that? But that's just how it was. You know, I was just trying to grow myself on them, even though I was like, why am I doing this? Like I'm scaring myself, but like Halloween, like celebrating Halloween, like my friends would go out and I would hang out with my friends outside. So I would see like the whole theme going on in the streets back when, you know, Halloween was like, like an actual holiday. People treated it like a holiday. You know, I don't know what's going on today, but like, at least in my area, it's not that big anymore as it used to be, which is really sad. But I mean, so I would see the influence and I would get all excited about it and I would just want to be part of it. So just, you know, and I'll go to the stores and see like little rubber skeletons everywhere. And I just, the whole like energy of it just really, really grasped me. So just everything spooky just really grasped me. And I think once I started my Instagram and I started posting like little toys here and there that I got, um, it really encouraged me more because people took interest in that, you know, and it helped me because when I had people like supporting me and, sh- and sharing my interest, it really boosted you know my wants to get more into it you know it, it definitely definitely sh- like huge like thanks to everybody who just like you know helped me and um basically kind of went on the ride with me and, and and encouraged me you know so to basically get where I am now you know <laughs> well that's awesome that's a that's a great story and then it's um it's it's one that I don't think as long as we've been friends, I don't think I ever knew. So I'm I'm glad I asked. Um, but uh, most importantly, what drew you to Halloween? What was your first experience? The Halloween movies. Okay, so that okay, this is funny. Um, so basically, what happened is in high school, I think I was about fifteen, maybe I think I was either fifteen or sixteen years old. I got in trouble for cheating on an algebra test, okay, because I suck at math. It was my worst, and I did not want to fail, so of course I did the dumb thing and I cheated. But honestly, no regrets because I got grounded, and my thing was I would go outside and hang out with my friends all the time. So, you know, my mom, she's like, we're going to keep you in the house for, for a couple months, and I was like, oh. so it was it was bad, you know, and so I just didn't know what else to do for a time being, and I just looked on Netflix, and I saw Halloween 20 years later, And I was like, isn't that like Michael Myers? Like I used to kind of be scared of like the thought of watching a Michael Myers movie when I was little. I saw a few clips here and there that my dad showed me and it terrified me. So I was like, let me give this a try. You know, let me try to scare myself a little bit. So the first Halloween movie that I actually ended up fully watching was Halloween 20 years later. And when I watched it is, I don't know what happened. It's just, I fell in love, you know, it's just like, it was so fun and exciting to me. So then I wanted to continue watching them. And so I binged the whole, like I went back and I binged the whole series on YouTube back when YouTube had free movies. Mm-hmm. And yes. And, and I, I was excited. Like next one, I was jumping in the chair, ready for the next one, you know? And of course, I guess nobody really, I mean, I think my parents kind of knew that I was doing it, but they just didn't care. And I was like, Oh, I'm so excited. Little did they know, you know, I was becoming really obsessed. So you know, it was, it was, that's kind of how I got into Halloween is that it started me on binging all these um, horror franchises. You know, the first one was the Halloween franchise. And then once I was done with that, I was like, I need more. So I binged Nightmare on Elm Street and then Friday the 13th and, you know, so forth. So, but Michael was your first love. Michael was my first love. Definitely. <laughs> Everybody, if you're my friend, like I will let you know ASAP. And if it freaks you out, then we can't be friends. So, <laughs> Hey, that's, that's the way I always see it. And like, I used to have a game that I would play like back when I was dating and I would, I would pretend like I was the cool frat boy and everything. And then once I got them hooked in, because back then I was in shape and I was cute back then. And back I had a then, full head okay. of, that's fine. That's fine. Back then. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, I, um, 
I had spiky blonde hair, had muscles and tan, you know, and that, 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 okay. that, All that right. went, and plus I had dimples. So that, that went a long okay, way. Okay. I see you. Okay. All right. So <laughs> I would, I would, I would hook them with that. And then once they were like in, in, I would be like, Hey, let's watch a movie called Halloween. And then they would start to slowly find out how into <laughs> Halloween I was. They're like, wait like, a minute, this is not <laughs> like, whoa, this guy is into some weird shit. <laughs> so, don't judge the book by a cover, you know. <laughs> I know. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm I'm really digging this Michael Myers stuff, man. There's a part two out there. Let's let's watch that one. Yes. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that that was kind of that was kind of my game that I would play. I, I would always act like I wasn't as interested as I really was. And so, oh. yeah, that was, <laughs> that was my deal back then. That's smart. You didn't want to seem like kind of crazy and weird, you know, on first. Yeah. First, yeah because, because back then I don't know what it was, but horror wasn't cool. It was like being picture painted as that. If you were into horror, if you were into Halloween, Jason, Friday, the 13th, nightmare on Elm street, anything like that, you are just a psychopath and it's like, no, these are entertainment. This is, mm-hmm. this is a hobby for me. This is not who I am. I don't walk around in a mask. Wait a minute. And I mean, I do cosplay. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, I don't walk around with a. No, I do walk around with a knife. Wait a minute. <laughs> I was going to say, wait a minute. I don't go out and kill people. There we go. There you go. That's it. See, that's what so, we got to tell them. <laughs> I, I, I only act psychotic for the camera. That's it. Yes. But yeah, uh, that was a thing. It's funny that you, that you brought up Halloween H2O as your first love, your first experience into Halloween, because guess what? What? That's what we're talking about today. Everything Halloween H2O. Yes. Yes. So now you see why I brought you on the show. Perfect. See, that's, that's, that's the right thing to do to me. Like if you want to like, that's how you bring me in Halloween 20 years later, I am all in. I hit the magic spot. There we go. Yes. So, <laughs> so excited. Um, so when you got into it, I mean, you did you think that Halloween H2O did you think that that was the first film in the series or did you know that it was a that it was part of a sequel-esque part of the franchise I mean like what did you know about it okay so when I seen it I looked at the year and it said um you know it said 1998 and I'm like uh wait a minute you know I thought that these were older so I was like this can't be the first one and I was like but I don't know I, I don't know when the first one came out, you know, cause I didn't know much about horror movies at all. Like I just, you know, would watch them and I didn't study into them or anything. So I was like, you know, um, I'll just, I'll check it out. You know, I, it might not be the first one, but maybe I won't be so confused and I'll just, you know, I wasn't really like dedicated, like, Oh, I have to watch the first one. I can't do this one unless I watch the first one. No, I just, I was just like, let me just do this because I'm bored and you know, I'm stuck in the house and I want to watch Michael Myers. So let me check it out. And, you know, that, that's kind of, that's kind of how it happened. You know, I didn't really know anything about his story or anything like that. I just knew that he was some really creepy guy in a white mask and he didn't talk and it freaked me out. So I was like, I'm going to be freaked out. You know, I didn't, didn't really know much about it. I just kind of jumped in it, you know? Okay. Yeah. That's um, well, Halloween H2O was actually made for the mass audience that hadn't been following every sequel. And so for you, did you, I I mean, obviously you didn't know which sequel number it was. I mean, did you have any idea that it was up in like the sixes, sevens, eights up in that area in that territory? Did you have any idea? No, I actually had no idea how far away it was because um, when I went back to binge, I watched Halloween 20 years later and then they had available on Netflix Resurrection. So I was like, oh, my God, like he can't be dead. I have to watch the next one. So I watched Resurrection and then I was like, there's there's no more, you know, so I went on YouTube and I did a little research and I was like, "Okay, this is where it starts. You know, it starts back in the 70s. Like I need to I have to watch the first one. So, you know, I. Yeah, I had no idea it was that far along. And I was like, I was excited because I knew I had like six more to watch now. I was like, yes, I'm so, (coughs) I'm so glad I, (coughs) sorry. Yeah, we can, we can, we can edit that. That's not a problem. (coughs) Yeah, I was like, 
So I was basically like, yes, I'm so excited that I get to watch like six more, you know? Yeah. Um, so you're a little different case. So like you, you came in at seven H2O and then followed up with eight, which is most people's least favorite in the franchise. And I don't, I don't get the hate, you know, I, I, I I dislike the Rob Zombie films and the 2018 film far worse than I dislike oh. Resurrection. So what is the, yeah, I don't get that, but I mean, huh. I don't know. People <laughs> people are probably driving off the road into the ditch right now because I just said that 2018 sucks, but you know. Oh god. Oh. oh. <laughs> you just he just said god. he just said 2018 sucks. I can't believe it. <laughs> fire this fire this fucking podcast. I'm I'm done listening. So well actually it 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 actually would be well actually I'm done listening to this podcast. Actually <laughs> I hate actually I hate I hate I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah. So um now typically when people are watching along the franchise have been following it since the original Typically, when you get up into the sequelitis stages of a franchise, and Halloween's no different, and especially with multiple storylines, multiple timelines starting to split off and divide and all that stuff, you start to find fans not liking certain entries as much. Or, But in your case, you started with these two, so I mean, you really knew no different. So when you went back and you watched the original and you watched all the way through six, did these... Did these two films, did they change in the order of your love for them or did it stay pretty much the same? Um, no, they, it stayed pretty much the same because, um, you know, when I watched the first one, I was realizing that, you know, I don't know, uh, Lori's story in in H2O, she said, she was talking about like her brother, you know, you know, came after us with a butcher knife, killed all my friends. So I remembered that story from 20 years later. So I got to go back and watch the first one. I got to watch it all happen. And I was really excited. And then, you know, of course, the second one. And so I was like, you know, this is really great. I felt like I was watching like a prequel, you know, how like, you know, when they when they release the movies, and then they're like, okay, now we're coming out with a prequel, you know, and I'm sure this sounds like really disrespectful to like the OG lovers. But, you know, it is what it is. That's how I felt in the moment. And I was like, this is exciting. But you know, my heart will always be with the first one that I watched because it's what got me into like it. What what's got what got me into this? You know, so it it was just more of an exciting like follow up, you know. And then once I started watching like um, the fourth one and the fifth one, it was more like just me having fun, you know, just just having because you know the fourth one and the fifth and the sixth and the sixth don't have anything to do really with that storyline the one two and then h2o and resurrection so i was like this is just all for fun i have like no hard feelings about this i just i could watch every michael myers film of course until i watch rob zombies anyway um but you know so no it didn't change for me it would just it felt like i was just getting like having an exciting time watching prequels you know that's how it felt because you know since 20 years later was my first so it pretty much stayed the same careful it's my first time i'm just kidding um but um that you (laughs) you said something very interesting in that in that little layout is um we're actually going to talk about why it doesn't have anything to do with the previous entries. Um, that's going to be one of our main topics today for sure, because then, then we're going to talk about, you know, like what the internet stuff was like, cause like people that listen to this podcast, I mean, they're immersed with information overload, you know, and they're used to having getting information instantaneous sometimes Back in 1998, um, I'm guessing by your handle on Instagram, you were born in 96. So 98, you didn't even know what was going on at that point. Is is that is that a fair assumption? It, it, it definitely is. <laughs> okay. So um, I can tell you in, in 98, I was, I was 19 uh, when the announcement came that H2O was going to be made. It was just called Halloween seven, the revenge of Laurie Strode at that point. Oh, so, wow. I, I didn't know that. That's really, I see. I've never, I love this movie so much and I've never heard of that before. So you've never even 
you don't even know all the stories and the backstory and the folklore behind it oh my god no and now i'm now i'm more excited okay this is awesome see of course like you would know because like you were there when it was happening and it just makes me wonder like you were thinking wait what Lori's revenge wait a minute (laughs) yeah no because i mean anybody that listens to this podcast knows that um what a big fan of part six I am. And I was interested in seeing where the story from part six was going to go because now Donald Pleasance is gone. Tommy was kind of like taken over as the new Loomis. You have Kara involved. You got the baby, you got Danny. Where, where's all that going to shake out, you know? And there was rumors like floating around from 95 all the way up into spring or early, actually not spring. Cause they, they, they started filming in the spring of 98, but all the way up until like late 97, there was rumors of a continuation of six. So when the news came out of left field, that Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis was coming back to the series. It's like, Holy shit. Uh, Donald Pleasance passed away, you know, God rest his soul. I wish he was in it, but Lori's going to be the one fighting along Tommy, Kara, and Danny and Steven, you know, to, yeah. to battle the shape. That's what we all thought. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. So I was like, okay, the Revenge of Lori Strode. I can get behind this. Okay. This is good. I like it. I dig it. And the Strodes, yeah. the Strodes coming together. That's kind of like what, what it gave off to you, right? Bingo. That's exactly what it, what it, what it told to me and it's like you know they they lost donald pleasance and they had to overpay jamie lee curtis to come back to the series to replace him that that in itself is is huge you know because you can't just replace that man you know and he was such a sweet old man too i know i i love him i just love his acting he seems so passionate in every single movie that he was ever in in halloween you know i mean i've seen a couple of his other movies but halloween is just something about that you know and the fact that that was his last film was halloween six it just shows you how much he loved you know being a part of it i know and he he already said that he was coming back for halloween seven so makes me so sad i know it's it's really sad but yeah so Back in, let, let me paint a picture of what the landscape on the internet was. Um, you had dial-up, and a lot of people had, um, it was a device that plugged into your TV that connected through your phone line. It wasn't even a computer that you could get on, that you can surf the web, and it's usually, it was like Netscape or something like that. It was something really off it was kind of like 98's version of uh, Google, you know, Mm. that's basically what it was. So you had Netscape and then on the net, on the search bar, you can type in anything that you were looking for. And then the, and then the results would, would pop up and it looked very different because obviously the graphics have gotten better in the last 20, 25 years. But yeah, there was uh, these early fan sites. And if you go and you watch the Halloween 25 years of terror DVD, they, talk a lot about these sites and when i watch that dvd and watch that documentary i go holy shit i remember these websites you know and it was the man with the hypnotic eye which was all about you know like donald pleasance's uh, character dr loomis's mad lab scientist thing where there's archives on myers everywhere on this website it was really cool it was a fan site then you had the back talk halloween message board which was the original Basically, if you want to really get into it, it was basically the original MMNet. And there was no assholes on there. You know, it was a bunch of really cool people that just were conversing, you know, about the franchise. I mean, there wasn't the independent scene because that that was still a couple of years away. So it was just all about Michael and the series. Mm. Then you had... Um, the Myers Museum was the big one. And I'm f- still friends with the guy today on my Facebook. And he 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 created that site. And he uh, was the one that was breaking a lot of news at the time. And so the Halloween 7, the Revenge of Laurie Strode was first broke by him on his website. And I was like, holy shit. Wow. Uh, and then shortly after that, how uh, Trankus decided to open up the official Halloween movies.com website. And that happened right when 
H2O is in pre-production. So the first stills, marketing materials, whatever you want to call it, were released on HalloweenMovies.com. And that was the place where you got all of the latest and greatest information. Like you would, if you were a Halloween fan, you went to that site religiously, daily. And and that was like the only, because like you said that he did one of the first ones and now they have like so many, you know, people just talking about it on their streams and everything. So that was like the go-to place. There wasn't really any other place like that, right? Right. And there was this, um, like looking back on it and talking about it, it brings this form of, um, I'm searching for the right word, you know, like ambiguous is not really the right word, but it's like, it was it, but it was ambiguous. You know, it was in the background and you had to be this fan like this 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 big fan to know where to go and you also had to know what search engines were because social media wasn't a thing so now i think that social media in a lot of ways has ruined uh tv series and movies and different things because there's no kept secrets anymore I know I, I I have to with movies I have to like scroll past any pictures that are being posted you know like for instance Halloween Kills I'm seeing people posting pictures of like deaths and I'm like no wait scroll 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 I don't want to I don't want to see it you know because I do plan on seeing it in the theater but that's some people like it it's not for me I don't like to be I don't like it to be ruined so <laughs> I'm gonna see it just because it's a Halloween film and yeah you know, who knows how many more of these were ever, that we're going to get, you know? So I always look at every single one of them, good, bad, or indifferent is I'm going to be there opening day, no matter what. And I'm going Just in with so an open mind. You saw it. Yes. That's right. And I'm going in with an open mind, hoping that I'm going to be wrong. I'm praying that I'm going to be wrong. And <laughs> I don't know. I, I I've, I've seen enough in the trailer that tells me I'm the script I read is, 100% and I didn't like the script so I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, I had to cut the trailer out. I was maybe under a minute in and I saw like I think three deaths and I was like, "Nope, cut out." Um, nope. <laughs> I I just kept saying, "Why would you show this?" Yep. You know, I, so anyway, um but back then, let's let's paint the picture of the landscape of of horror. Horror was in an uptick and an upswing by 1998 because of scream and scream came out in December of 96. And I remember being there on opening night, watching it thinking, wow, this is really clever. This is different. And it was fun. It was like, it was like Halloween meets Friday the 13th, but without the cheese factor to it meets yeah. nightmare on Elm street because you actually had the killer that talked and Freddy Krueger talked and it was mm-hmm. clever and it was funny. It was also creepy at the same time. So you had this modern, this modernized horror film that was scary, was funny. And it was, it was a fun ride. So by like mid to late 1997, we got news that Kevin Williamson was wrote that wrote scream wrote the treatment for Halloween seven. And I'm like, fucking Yahtzee. That's, that's amazing. The the guy that brought the horror genre back to the forefront is involved in the next installment of Halloween. Sign me up. And and now you got Jamie Lee Curtis back. Who's going to team up with all the, all the people I liked in part six. This is going to be a badass freaking movie. Oh wow! Yeah, you you were really you were really looking forward to the whole like six continuation thing. I can't I can't imagine like what you thought when the whole story came up and you saw it. And you were like, wait, this is not what I expected. Yeah, when Jamie Lee Curtis pr- pulled out her 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 uh, hermaphrodite dick and shoved <laughs> it down my throat, I did not appreciate that, but. What what ended up happening is as more and more news were coming out, HalloweenMovies.com released information that this new installment will have no tie-ins at all that has anything to do with the previous three sequels. And I'm like, what the fuck? And so it's basically a sequel to Halloween 2. And I'm like, 
all right, but why are you cutting this out? And then you start to dig even further because now you're pissed that the last three films that you've loved over the last decade were just being thrown out like yesterday's news. Not only that, the man that had just gave his life for this franchise that just died during the making of the last film, you're erasing three of his movies. That pissed me off as a fan. Yeah, that seems really disrespectful. Honestly, I didn't even think about it that way. You know, it just, to me, it feels like they just said, okay, these movies don't even exist. We're going to come up with something new, you know, just kind of like, you know, how I feel about like the storyline that they changed in 2018. It's like they erased everything about the original, you know, the originality of the story with the sibling thing. And I was like, I I got mad. So I I feel you in a way, you know? Yeah. Um, but but the but here's here's where I really, for lack of a better words, turned on Jamie Lee Curtis and why I don't support her to this day, is first and foremost up until Halloween H two O she wanted absolutely zero zero to do with Halloween and if you ever mentioned it she would not do an interview with anyone she didn't want to talk about Halloween but now all of a sudden Halloween's the greatest gift that she was ever given and it's just like yeah fuck yourself uh, like ruined her career she said it I I swear yeah ruined her career I was like oh oh, did it now and (laughs) okay if uh, for those listening and if, if you haven't heard in a while I know that you listen to a lot of the episodes Go back and listen to one of the episodes with Dan Ferens. I don't recall which one it was, but he even said that you couldn't even mention Jamie Lee Curtis's name on the set of Halloween six because it was taboo. You know, she's it, she was treated as nope, you can't talk about her, you can't even write her into the story. She's not here, she will never come back to the series, she's done. And it was like she really dislikes this franchise and that's like the vibe that was given off. But as part of her deal to come back, she's the one that actually insisted, insisted that if she were to come back, it had to be a sequel to the films that she were, that she were in and that anything after her had to be ignored. That was written, written into her contract. (laughs) and that's and what everything i just mentioned is why to this day i'm really sour on jamie lee curtis sounds like you have every right to be especially considering you know what a fan you are of the sixth one and the previous installments you know i really enjoyed them i don't think they should have been ignored you know i i think that somehow i mean it would have been amazing to somehow see some kind of hint or connection in 20 years later uh, about her, you know, her daughter that she had, that she abandoned, you know, it's just, that would have been interesting, but obviously we couldn't get that, you know, because of, because of her. So, well, it's funny that you mentioned that early in, early in this, in one of the original uh, Kevin Williamson drafts, there's a student that actually um, stands up at the, at the school when she has to step in for that teacher and do, and when she's teaching the classroom and Molly sitting in the back room, which is played by Michelle Williams, uh, and she looks out and does the whole look out of the window and sees the shape outside. So during that whole thing, there's a book report due student gets up and starts talking about the Haddonfield murders and talks about Jamie Lloyd. And it sends Laurie Strode, Carrie, uh, Carrie Tate, out of the classroom and into uh, like the girls, like the female restroom where she goes and she upchucks because she's, she's disgusted with herself. And I'm like, that's all you had to mention. That was it. But when, when she read it, that's when she put it in her contract that if she was going to be part of it, no mention at all of any of the previous movies. See, I never even heard of that before. That's amazing. And they really should have put that in there, but that, see that that's, that's, that's annoying. Yeah, <laughs> I, really I, I wasn't. I wasn't. You know. Okay. Yeah. I, I. I. I was asking you to bring everybody back and kind of tie up that story. But if you weren't going to bring it back, all you had to do was just mention that one little line. Give the fans that were out there that that wanted continuation some acknowledgement that the last three films that they poured 
their love over for the last decade, give them something, give them a nugget, you know, and the fact that she had everything to do with that being thrown out really pissed me off. It really just, just did not set well with me. And it seems totally understandable, honestly, like the way I'm hearing it, you know, that, that seems really highly annoying. (laughs) It does, especially for someone who, couldn't stand to be around the franchise or didn't want to talk about the franchise, wanted nothing mm-hmm. to do with the franchise since she did part two. So, um, so moving forward here um, now, the original script was very different from what we got. Let me ask you, did did Halloween H2O, and I know that you're a fan of it, so I'm, I'm going to try to tread this right and <laughs> not disrespect it too much, but did it feel like Halloween to you? Um, yes, it did. And I, I may have... I may have had somebody ask me, like, compare how, like, how much of the the Halloween energy did it give you? I might have had someone ask me that before, but um, to me, it did because um, it's the whole excitement of Halloween is is so nostalgic, and to me, like, everybody kind of getting ready and uh, going to have fun somewhere, you know, when they were going to Yosemite, and you could see like the pumpkins everywhere. And um, all the kids getting excited on the street in the beginning of the movie, just everyone's having a good time. And that to me is like Halloween is about having a good time and getting excited to go have fun. So there was a lot of that presented in, in the movie, you know, also like the kids on the, like running on the streets uh, in costume. And that just felt so good to me. So it gave me that feel good thing about Halloween and um, you know, the whole of course it takes place at night, you know, I mean, it takes, it's like during the day, but it's leading up to the night. And that's personally for me, Halloween is like all day slash all night. You know, it might not be to some people, but it is to me, you know, it's like, um, it's like a whole holiday, you know? So it, it did feel very Halloweeny to me. <laughs> you said weenie. <laughs> I did. I did. And I did it on purpose. <laughs> of course to get a chuckle out of me. Um, but I'm going to disagree with you. Um, I felt like as a fan of the entire series, I felt like it felt like the least Halloween holiday of the entire series only because yeah, there was pockets of stuff to remind you, Hey, it's Halloween, but it was only like those little pockets that you got the glimpse that it was Halloween. And if once you got to the school and the nighttime hit, outside of the one little jack-o'-lantern that was at Carrie's apartment or wherever she was with her boyfriend bringing the pumpkin by outside of that, that could have been any night of the year because there was no decorations. There was no set design. There was nothing to make, to draw you in. And I'm just going to say from a, from a filmmaker's perspective, I thought the cinematography was kind of shit when it comes to setting the mood because you come off of part six and everyone's like, Oh, here he goes about part six again. No, it's the way part six was shot. You knew felt and, and believed it was Halloween. It was the day of Halloween. You oh, believe yeah. because oh, the, yeah. because the cinematography told us that it was, it was the set design, like the way it was laid out. You believed it was Halloween. Same with part five, same with part four. You believed it was Halloween. There was banners everywhere. There was everything. But outside of the uh, like the downtown shopping spree area where Carrie Tate got drunk at lunch and we saw like a few trick-or-treaters and outside of the thing at the very beginning, there just wasn't much for me. And that, you know, I didn't notice it at first. But it took me a couple of times when I went back to the theater, like two or three times to see it. Um, it was still a very enjoyable, enjoyable film. I just wish that they would have put a little bit more polish and a little bit more focus on the event of Halloween. And what I'm about to say is actually, it's probably going to piss you off even more. <laughs> so imagine this, this was originally part of, 
the Halloween H2O script mm-hmm. when it was titled Halloween 7, The Revenge of Laurie Strode, is there is no Yosemite. Everybody is there gearing up for a Halloween dance in the gymnasium. And there's streamers, there's decorations everywhere. Oh, on that that nice. <laughs> it would have been oh. fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> sounds cool. Then there was even this really cool sequence where inside the inside the gym there was a retractable um, basketball court written into the story. Where when the basketball court opened, there was a dead body in there. Ooh. Yeah, I'm just like right in the middle of the dance. Oh, wow. Imagine right in the middle of the dance, this thing. Oh, Michael opens up this thing, and there's like a dead body in there. And I'm like, damn, that would have been sweet. That would have been so cool. What? <sighs> what Plus, there was a lot more I, victims. Of course, you know what? Now, okay, that does make a lot of sense um, to me. Like, yes, it does feel pretty Halloweeny, but um, you are definitely right about you know the fourth, fifth, and sixth. There, the the feel of it is is definitely way way more present there um, now that I think about it. You know, I don't know what it is, and you're right. Um, out of all the movies, you know, um, maybe except the second one the second one well the second one did have a lot of halloween you know vibe to it but um 20 years later out of all of them probably yes would be the least because once it hits nighttime it's like just uh, a slasher movie taking place in a in a in a uh, what is it a high school you yeah, know it's a secluded so, private school yeah yeah that's it you know it's like there's not really anything else going on like sometimes like in the other movies if there's like the drama going on in this one place where you don't really see a lot of halloween stuff they always cut out to show you what's going on outside of that it's like there's a party going on there's you know trick-or-treaters you know walking around they just kind of show you every now and again remind you that it's still halloween night so and, and people are, and you know, they're dressed up in costume or something, and you know, they weren't, they weren't even dressed up. The kids weren't even dressed up at all in Halloween twenty years later. So I, I do understand. Um, I'm definitely not offended by it. I do understand where you're coming from, but like to me, it's still probably just because I'm so in love with it, and I'm probably just being biased. You know, it did feel really, really much like Halloween to me, but uh, not as much as the other ones did. Yeah. yeah. And I think if they would have kept with that original idea, kept everybody at the school and cause to me having it secluded, it just, to me, that was the easy way out. I'm like, when I need to find the original script and send it to you because you would, out of all people, you would enjoy it. Um, I would. <laughs> you would read that and you would say, this is such a much better movie. It, 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 would, it would have made such a better movie if, if they would have done it this way. But yeah. yeah, just by having everybody stay at the school and just build on the Halloween dance slash Halloween party, that to me, it kind of writes itself into a bunch of areas where um, when things starts when shit starts to hit the fan where they would have to write around like um, Lori having to pull, pull off her ultimate revenge, but not set the school at alarm that there's anything wrong. I think that that would have, that would have been a lot more interesting to watch. Yeah. More challenging. Like, you know, exactly. Out. Yeah. I'm, I'm going on for 25 minutes about, all these different ways and you come up with challenging. I'm like, yeah, that was the perfect thing. I could have done it in one sentence. <laughs> yeah. Challenging is a good word. <laughs> yeah. So it, it yeah, it, it, it would have created all sorts of other challenges to, to get around and it just would have made a much more exciting film to watch. And it's just, it's really sad that not only did they not include four through six, but they also, they completely rewrote it in a way that it just, to me, it kind of toned it down way too far. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the music. <laughs> wee, 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 wee. And, uh, no. and, you know, that explains the, the, the scream, you know, the guy that did scream, that explains a lot right there. 
Yeah, I, I, there, there's so many people that said, oh, man, they should have kept Ottman's score in there. Ottman was the man. Personally, I didn't even like his score. I think that they should have just kept Alan Howarth and just called it a day. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely an option that they should have went with. You know, it's still better than scream music. <laughs> yeah, did I don't you know, know since you don't know a lot of these uh, old stories and folklore, did you know that they tried to get John Carpenter back to direct it? Uh, I'm pretty sure I've heard. I'm sure I've heard that. Before. It sounds really familiar. So no, I'm, no, I'm not like an expert or anything. I don't know the story about it, but I'm, I think I've heard about that. Well, um, he's told the story on a Halloween DVD or something like that, where they all kind of got back together. He came into the room, listened to the pitch and said, thanks. I'm not interested, but I wish y'all the best of luck. And that was kind of the end of it. He said, now this is why I have such a, like when everybody was like so excited that John Carpenter was coming back to save Halloween in 2018. I knew that that was a fucking (laughs) sham a mile away because I met John Carpenter in 2011. And I said, you know, I really wish you would have came back and directed Halloween H2O because that it would have been a much better movie. I was trying to pay the man a compliment. Yeah. And he says, I didn't want to do H2O. I was like, okay, I'm sorry. And he's like, to hell with those people. I got no love for those people whatsoever. As long as I get my fucking check in the mail, that's all I care about. I'm a goddamn capitalist. And as long as they pay me, they can use my music. They can use my likeness. They can do whatever the fuck they want to do. But as long as they pay me, but I got no interest in anything to do with Halloween. And see that that's how that soured me. Yeah. I knew that he was like that about Halloween, like, I don't know how, like, I mean, that's fine, you know, he definitely created a masterpiece, but, like, I don't worship him, you know, because I know that's how he feels about, like, at least that's how he felt, you know, probably still, about Halloween, and it's, it soured me, you know, against him, you know, I definitely appreciate the music, appreciate his idea, because if, obviously, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have it, but in the end, like, if you don't have true love for it, like, why, you know, why even, claim a name in it you know just like why i mean just for the money i guess but i don't know i'm just speaking as a fan what do i know you know (laughs) i'm sorry but to me he's a bitter old bastard yeah yeah it is what it is you know (laughs) (laughs) so when um when i was because i had a booth at that convention and it was in louisville kentucky and or i didn't say right louisville i was it was in louisville kentucky (laughs) You got you got to talk from the throat, um, but w- I, I was unloading the back of my rental vehicle that had all of my uh, stuff for my stands and everything to put my masks on, and a couple of my moderators were were there helping out too. And all of a sudden, they say, "Oh fuck, man! John Carpenter just got out of the car over there." And I look over, and we all look over at him, and he looked at us. As as we were looking at him, he got right back in his vehicle, peeled up, peeled out, and peeled away because he did not want. He was hoping that he didn't have to interact with anybody. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, what an asshole! You know. Wow. And then, I mean, that was my first introduction. And then all weekend, all weekend, people are coming to my booth. Oh man, have have you got over to meet John Carpenter yet? I'm like, no, not not yet, because I've been here working. They're like, oh, he's the nicest guy, and. I go and I meet him and he's like, I didn't want to do H2O, you know? And he's like, just a real dick. Um, and then but you, got, top- you, you got to breathe the same air that he breathed. So you should consider yourself blessed. I gave, <laughs> I gave him a copy of my H3O DVD. I said, Hey, I just said, I said, I was wanting to give you this. And he goes, okay, okay, fine. And he just took it and tossed it behind him. Didn't even give a fuck. Wow. <laughs> was, wow. What an Ooh. asshole. And, um, okay. I would have, I would have been like, okay, you're an asshole. <laughs> I don't care. I would have said it. <laughs> and then of course, you know, he's going to sign, uh, like I had four night stalkers that were base painted, didn't have any weathering on them, didn't have any hair on them. I was taking their, taking them there to have them sign. I wanted them to sign on the inside of the flap. 
on the neck so that I could weather them, hair them, and then sell them off. Yeah. So I said, I said to him, I was like, yeah, I said, could you sign it right here on the inside of the neck? And he looks at me, he goes, don't tell me how to sign your fucking mask. I'm like, oh, all right. And then he just wrote right across the face on it. And I'm just like, okay. Oh, boy. Okay. (laughs) No. When everybody is going on and on and on about John Carpenter, like that's why I'm I'm on social media. I'm always like, yeah, he's a dick. (laughs) Oh yeah, there's no. I would not care. I I don't. You know, I've I've told people I'm like, yeah, like yes, he created Halloween, but like honestly, I don't because I know that he didn't give a shit about the movies. Okay, it's just and like you have to know by now, you know, but. Just don't come at me with the whole, but it's John Carpenter. How dare you? Don't come at me because um, it doesn't matter to me. You know, if you're an asshole, you're an asshole. (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know, that that was my that was my impression of him. And there was other people, obviously, that weekend that had a different impression of him. There's been people since then that said that that they've met him at other conventions and he was a dick. And then they met him at other conventions and he was nice. And so I guess it just depends on which day. That's why I call him a bitter old bastard because, you know, like at, at times he can be a sweetheart and at times he can be the bitter old bastard. I got to meet the bitter old bastard. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a thing, too. Some people will say, well, I didn't have that experience. You know, you're wrong. And like, no, you're not wrong. You just had a different experience. That's all, you know. Well, actually, you're wrong because he bit me and he patted my head and he and he let me whack off all over the poster before he signed it. Oh my God. Yep. That's, that's basically what it is. You know, that's how I feel when people like that try to tell me what's right and what's wrong. And I'm like, no, you just, you know, you know what, you know, based on your own experiences and that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, he did not want to come back and direct that. I still think it would have been a better film, but they did get Steve minor. Steve Miner's not my favorite director, but he did a decent job with it. Did a decent job. But Steve Miner, his biggest, his biggest critique um, that he gets in every film that he does is he makes eighty-minute movies. Oh yeah, it was the shortest movie. <laughs> it was, and he he's gone on record and said, "I feel that if you're sitting in a the theater for a longer for longer than eighty minutes, you've been there too long." Mm-hmm. And it's like don't tell me how to watch lord of the rings i'm just kidding <laughs> oh, i love it <laughs> that was great <laughs> i had to but uh but yeah i i didn't think that he did a bad job with it like the things that they did well they did well like i still to this day i still love the mask yes all all 20 of them um but um, and you can see one in every other cut of the film. But uh, the main Stan Winston version is my favorite. And, yes, yes. But uh, I didn't care for what people call the brat mask. I didn't care for that, which was the original one. Um, I still don't understand how in that film they needed to CGI a mask onto the actor. <laughs> Yeah, so weird. It was like all they had to do was set up like a fake wall and (laughs) some lighting and shoot someone standing in a mask. That's literally all they had to do. They probably spent more money on the CGI than they would have if they would have just got a second unit team to do that. What about um what about the candy mask? Like how do you feel about that one? I personally hate it. <laughs> that's that's the brat mask, yeah. Oh that's it the, is? Yeah. Okay. So that's the one that looks I'm like learning. an angry child. I'm still learning. It does look angry. It looks like he's pitching a fit and puffing his face up, and I'm like, mm-hmm. ew. But yeah. he's got that cute little button nose. <sighs> I did not I did not like it. But um no, with the CGI, I just I think it's funny how um you know, they, they, it seems like they were experimenting with it, but it's weird because it's like if they were experimenting with it, even though it was like shitty, why did they decide, well, let's just put it in for fun and see what happens? Like, who, who thought of that? <laughs> Do you know who thought of that? Whose idea was that? His name is Mustafa Akkad, and he's <sighs> the godfather of the Halloweens. 
Uh, he did that. Okay, so he could have. He couldn't have just said, "No, let's just take that shit out." <laughs> no, Ow. we 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 are not going to reshoot. We are going to, you know, CGI. We're going to CGI. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> oh, okay. We respect his decision. <laughs> yeah. God rest his soul. Oh yes. But uh, but yeah, but the. Other thing in there in the first five minutes, the Halloween six mask makes an appearance. Oh yes, in the beginning, right? Uh mm-hmm. when he the first kill. I noticed that. I was like, wait a minute, that's Halloween six. And it looked fucking amazing. And they should have kept that mask good. throughout the film. No, no, no. I still love the Winston, but I love the I love that they used the Halloween six, but I have to disagree with you. I, I would not I love the Winston so much. <laughs> I need well, it. Well, I love the six so much. So the six could have just stayed in there. Well, I, I'm just kidding. Actually, actually. <laughs> actually. <laughs> <sighs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. Woosaw, right? Woosaw. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anything else that you have on Halloween H2O or... Yes, actually, one of my favorite things about the movie, and every time I show it, okay, so I have a friend, and I was showing her this movie for the first time, and I had to ask, I said, before I do this, before I show you this movie, have you seen the movie Psycho? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I have, I have seen it. I was like, good, because there is the part, and I want to show you really bad, and you're going to have to pay attention. And when it came up, of course, you know, everybody probably was like, oh, yeah, Janet Lee. Yes, she's in there. I was like, you know, she's her mother, because this girl didn't know about, like, um, you know, the actress, like, Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. She didn't know about that. So I said, first of all, that's her mom. And I love the part where she's like, let me be maternal. And I'm like, yes, you are being maternal because you're her mother. And second of all, her name is Norma. Okay, so I feel like they paid a huge, huge tribute to Psycho just by doing that and showing her driving that car that they used. And I absolutely love that about that movie, too. It's like a huge bonus. A thousand percent agree. Yeah, it was, and plus, I don't know if you picked up on it when she's walking away before she says, "Oh, Miss Tate, Happy Halloween!" When she's walking away, they're playing that little riff from Psycho too. I didn't know that. See, yeah. I have to go back and watch it again for the thousandth yep. time. Gives me yep. another excuse. Yeah, listen for it in the score. There's a little hint of the Psycho, um, like uh, I forget exactly what theme it's called. It's not the main Psycho theme, but it's like. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it's the Norma theme when she's driving. Yeah, like when she's driving trying to get away with the cash. Is that what it is? Yes, yes. It was that okay. one. Yep. Okay, okay. Go back and listen okay. to it. It's there. Will do, will do. Yes, so I really appreciated that about that movie. It's just one of the many things, you know. And, okay. Since we were just talking about the masks, let's go ahead and talk about, like, the massive, like, I... I guess I can understand the hate, especially if you start out with your, how did you feel about the mask when you first saw it? Like considering you saw the original and like all the other ones when they came out and everything. And then this one just popped up. I don't know. Or how did it make you feel? Because I know so many people hate it. A few love it. I'm one of those few, but how did it make you feel? Which mask are we talking about? The Winston. Like when you first saw it on screen, you're like, oh, oh that's mask. I absolutely loved it. Yay. Yeah, no, no. I, so everybody knows that my favorite sequel mask is the part six. My second favorite is the resurrection. My third favorite is the H2O and resurrection and H2O flip flop every now and then. Yes. I feel you on that one. So it's either number two or number three, depending upon which day of the week it is. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just, of course, I, of course I fell in love with it because that's the first one I saw and I was like used to it, but I feel like if I watched the first one and then I seen that one, I would have been like, okay, this is kind of weird, you know, but I, just because like when the masks started changing throughout the series, I was like, um, okay, I'm going to adjust myself because I really, I really liked, I did love the first one. I loved H2O and Resurrection, but then it's like they started changing like drastically and I'm like, okay, well, I, I, I'm good with this. You know, it's still Michael Myers, you know? So, um, that's how I felt. But like the whole thing, I think that people's like, everyone's problem with it is the eyes, you know? And I, I can understand that in a way because 
they're like, you're not supposed to see his eyes. Or like, he has the blackest eyes. And I'm like, it doesn't mean he has no eyes. Okay, he has eyes. He's still, well, he's not, okay, he's human, but he's like a force of evil. You know, he's in, he's like evil incarnate. So he still has a human body. And I think it's, I, what I think is really interesting is how they, how they show it. You know, it's just, it makes it more, in a way, kind of believable. You know, it doesn't take away the mystery about him, though. To me, it, like, seeing his eyes does not take away the mystery. And it's, I think it's interesting to see, you know, like, his reactions to, like, being hit. You know, he doesn't make a sound or anything. He doesn't, you know, grunt and get all angry and pitch a fit. He just kind of shows a little, like, frustration. And I liked seeing that in his eyes, you know. I thought that was cool. But, um, you know, that goes along with, like, the brutality and everything. It was pretty minimal you know so i think they i think they did well with that too it just all tied in together i thought it was so good so personally like i loves the mask i didn't think that it was such a huge deal that it didn't look like a kirk or that you saw his eyes i i thought that was actually quite unique and special yeah i it didn't bother me it really didn't um, the only thing that bothered me is chris duran has blue eyes and he's supposed to have black eyes but you know yeah they're supposed to be all black Exactly. But um, the, there was one scene where, and I'm talking like nobody knows what I'm talking about, or it's like, a, this is actually, a, it was in the, all the promotional stuff. But when he's coming down off of the pole from the ceiling, if, you, if you go back and you watch that, watch closely, put it in slow motion. It looks like the fucking Kirk. And it looks like an angry Kirk in that scene. <laughs> I need to do that now because that's one of my favorite scenes. And I'm like, okay, somebody works out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I love that. I need to go. I need see. That's another reason I'm going to watch this movie tonight. After this, I'm going to go watch it. The other thing, uh, the other part where I really liked the mask were was when um, he stabbed John in the leg and then uh, Molly hits him in the face. And then when he pops <gasps> back up, Yes, it, it just looks so pissed off, and like it does, yeah. and the body movement with it too. It's like it, it's not. I don't know. He did. I think. See, this is why I love Chris Duran as Michael Myers. I think he did so well. Like the movement, you know, and the mask was perfect with it. It looked so like okay. Um, I'm about to just. I'm pissed now. I loved that so much, but it wasn't like over excessive and unnecessary like attitude. It was perfect in my opinion. See, everybody, this is how you have a discussion and a quote-unquote debate is you pick out things that you like and find common trends. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. It doesn't yep. always have to be actually. We could go actually on each other, you know, about the whole Halloween-y feel. I could be like, actually, you're wrong, okay? But no. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people are actually me right now because they don't like the mask and stuff like that. But that's fine because I don't care. Well, what would you know? You like the you like the H two O eyes. Yeah, you didn't grow up on the original. Like that's fine. I'm a '90s baby, and I'm proud of it. <laughs> yeah, no, I I still like that movie. Um, it's just there was there were so many things that they could have done that could have made it better. And I, I guess because I read the original script first, I was expecting a much better film than what I got. Yeah, I mean, I see, I couldn't do that. I mean, I would rather, I think I would rather watch the movie first and then read the other scripts and so I can sit there and be like, okay, that would have been cooler, but still not feel like totally let down, you know, but watching the movie you know, for the first time. I don't know. Maybe like some people can do that. It's good that you can do that, but I personally I can't. <laughs> I'm actually looking up the original script right now. Yep, this is it. I'm pretty Yay. sure. Yay. Pretty sure this is it. So yeah, um, I've had a really good time talking about Halloween H2O, and um, it's been nice not covering all the movie mistakes or like the different um, different independent mass. It's just, this has been a different take on uh, one of our episodes. But Hannah, I'm going to ask you as the guest, as the guest host here, I'm just going to ask you. What else would you like to put out there before we put a bow on this this week? Well, I would just say that um, 
Hmm. Okay, so my personal thing is if you have, like, somebody young who wants to, like, watch their first Halloween movie because you're a huge fan and they're like, oh, you know, whether you like it or not, they're like, oh, I want to watch one, too. You know, if you want to watch one without, like, you know, sex or just too much gore, um, this movie, I would say, would be the best one to show, like, a younger person out of all of them because my thing is I always, I can't wait to, like, I can show somebody who's eventually of age, like their first Halloween movie. And that's what I would do. Halloween 20 years later, whether you like it or hate it would be probably your best option. I would honestly, I would very much agree. Yes. <laughs> Cause it gives you that whole nineties slasher, like not innocent, but like just like a uh, high school theme, I don't know. I can't explain it, but it just seems more harmless compared to the other ones, which I mean, you know, we love, we love the other ones, but like this one, if you're going to start out with like a younger crowd, this is definitely, I think they would be more relatable. I would, I could not agree more. Did you know that the original um, H2O script was 135 pages too? So that would have made over a two hour movie. And that would have been a blessing. <laughs> I would have loved two hours of Halloween H2O. <laughs> Dang. If it was this um if it was this script, I would absolutely agree with you. And guess what? What? I found the script. Yay! Oh, um, good. I yes. can link you to it. So good. um what I'm gonna say is is that will do it for this week on Halloween H2O. Do you want to go ahead and tell the audience what we're going to cover next? Uh, yes. Another super amazing Halloween movie, Halloween Resurrection. Yay. Everybody's favorite, you know? They're going to be like, well, actually, I'm going to tune out on that one. You mean the Kung Fu one? Yes, the Kung Fu one. We're going to cover that one. And we're going to talk about how much I'm going to tell you all how much I love it. Well, there we go. Well, we, uh, from Hannah and from myself, we thank you for joining us and we will talk to everybody next week. Listening to Halloween Unleashed. Be sure to download, rate, and subscribe anywhere you download your podcasts from Apple, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and then join our social media channels at our official Facebook page at facebook.com slash groups slash Halloween Unleashed, on Instagram at Halloween Unleashed, and on Twitter at HWeen Unleashed. Be sure to share our episodes in your horror groups on your timeline and on Instagram. We'll be back next week with an all new episode of Halloween Unleashed.